Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toyeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm using this opportunity to thank you for staying with me. Thank you for the feedbacks. Thank you for dedicating like a, a section of your day to just listen to God speak through me. I'm thankful for the gift of you. God bless you. I'm grateful. Over the last four weeks, God has been helping us to see that there is there is more in his kingdom. And that was what birthed the total package kingdom. Because I, I am sure that some of us would have asked ourselves, after this, what next? It looks like the only thing that we would be enjoying was salvation but i'm sure that some of us are already seeing that even the things that we were taking for granted they are not random things they are gifts because trust me when you experience these things you take them for 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 granted feeling like oh every other person probably has this no it's not so you would come to a place of um, realization that are you for real I mean, I was thinking that all of us, do you get no? These are gifts peculiar to sons, peculiar to God's children, Akedus. Do you understand? Glory to God. So, in the first week, we talked about love. And then we talked about comfort. We talked about restoration in the second week. In the third week, we, we talked about comfort. That was last week. And today, drum rolls. <laughs> We'll be talking about rest. Rest. And if you are wondering, ah, rest, okay. Yes, I'm sure that most of us are familiar with the word rest. I'm sure that some of you even use word like chill, Jare. I want to rest. I want to chill. We use different um, adjectives to qualify what we are experiencing at the moment. But beloved of God, whatever it is that you have been experiencing or you have been using to qualify your place of rest, I want you to know that it is a gift in the total package kingdom. You would never understand because you are not on the other side. And I am praying for you that you would never understand what it means to live a, a life without rest. You will never have to understand what it means to live without rest. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, beloved of God, I, I I want to ask you, what does it mean to rest? So, as usual, I googled, and the Google told me many things. And one of the things that resonated with me was, rest means ceasing to work or move in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. Let me go again. Ceasing work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. Relax. So, the um, keywords there, ceasing work or ceasing movement, relaxing, sleeping, and recovering strength. Now, that is English definition, Google definition. In this kingdom, one of the pointers, one of the things that assure us 
why we can beat our chest <clears throat> and say that we have rest is Matthew 11 verse 28. Now Jesus said, see, there are some things in the Bible that apostles said, prophets said, this person said, that person said. But there are some things, in fact, there are some Bibles that all the things that Jesus said are written in red just so that you can see that these are instructions. These are power-giving words. These are things that would forge you and and, um, skyrocket you into your reality. When it comes to what Jesus says, you know that it is final. Now, Matthew 11, 28, if you have your Bible, you could just open it. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I know that it is easy when things are spoken to us for us to assume that it's for our neighbor now i've been in programs where they'll be talking like oh some of you you like to gossip some of you you like to do this some of us will be justifying ourselves in our minds like, ah mm, it's not kukumi they are talking to maybe it's the auntie or mm, thank god me i don't kukuma gossip i only just gist with my friends now there was a time i wrote a post that when you are talking to other people it's just when other people are talking about you it's gossip <laughs> and that brings that makes us realize that perspective is everything now i usually just ask people why do we say that we hate people that gossip because the truth is i have not seen anybody on earth as we speak that has not at one point said something about another person now motive is key you could say something about another person not to spite the person you could ordinarily just be gisting like passing information like when my mommy is back from work we will talk about our old day we'll talk about our so we will gist basically most of the times, the things we talk about are not to spite anybody, which is why even when the person is there, we can speak in front of the person. But beloved of God, it will be a lie for me to tell you that there are not some things that we have said that even though they are not to spite the person, it would be wrong for the person to be there and we are saying it. Do you understand? So when people say things like, ah, I don't like to gossip, there is no way you want to tell me that you have not gisted with a friend about another friend, or you have not given, do you understand, random gist. Now this is where perspective comes in, because it could be a gist to you, but it is gossip about another person, because you are not saying it when the person is there. Do you understand? So that is why when the word of God comes to us and says, Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden or are burdened, you are easy to 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 shove it aside. Like it is not for me. Ah, me, burden care. Me that I don't even have you. She be eating. I don't even have anything I'm burdened about. Because you feel like until there is a mental weight upon your spirit, you are not burdened. 
some of you feel like until your high blood pressure begins to increase that is when you know that you are brooding see i have come into a place of realization that you can legit be okay and your blood pressure is saying something else you can assume that you are okay because you know the easy things to 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 point out when your your high blood pressure is not okay is your heart might be panting and you'll be feeling shocked you might be having your bath and then your heart will just do and you're like ah, what's that when you share these things with health practitioners they will tell you have you checked your blood pressure recently do you understand which is why when you want to get admission into any institution no matter your age they go through processes and checking your blood pressure is one of those because you might look healthy yeah you can be young and then your blood pressure is over this over the roof some of you are even saying ah i'm a child now what are they saying beloved of god when a word eats you don't be quick to shove it aside like ah me i'm not body now me i'm not do you understand because it might not be a mental no let me say that it, it might not be a physical weight in fact, you may not even be able to place what is bothering you. But so far as you are a child of God, I want to tell you that there is rest for you. There is rest for you. Rest is a gift given to sons. And gifts for sons are not meant for everybody. Now, no matter how excited your parent is about your neighbor's child, your parents would adorn you first. And that is why your rubbers would say, I will say it in English. It means that your child cannot have the um, physical capability of getting adored and then you are putting it on someone else's child. The only reason your parents will not adorn your 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 waist or your hands is if you're physically incapable of holding those but so long as you have the physical capability of holding those adornments your parents will do that so also god even the word of god says that if your earthly fathers do not give you stones to eat how much more your heavenly father the father of fathers do you understand now I will be doing a side-by-side comparison of what it means to rest. Because English has already told us that seizing work or movement in order to relax, in order to recover your strength is what it means to rest. Now, I would be telling you that resting in this kingdom is peace in spite of storm. Now, I would be lying to you if I tell you that in this Jesus worker, you will not be stressed. That would be a lie because you will be stressed mentally. You will be stressed financially. I don't, I, I wouldn't even want to go to what I have to do when I have programs from shizzing to attitude to God can do more. Even the weekly, the by the, the, the by um, weekly programs that we have on our WhatsApp platforms take stuff away from me. But beloved of God, 
the beauty of this kingdom is that you can basically be in the midst of storm but your heart is at rest your heart is at peace and people are wondering ah, this one doesn't even look like she's studying i remember when i was at the law school i was adding weight and there was just flesh all over and a few, few times i would come home and i would meet an acquaintance or somebody I would hear things like, ah, yeah, because people have probably made Nigerian law school look like a a dissert. And to be honest, it wasn't an easy ride. I would I would be joking if I said, oh, what is the law school safe? No, it wasn't easy. But see, there was something and there was someone that I knew that was supplying that something. And that something was rest. That someone is the place of the of the spirit. The rest was being supplied. And so even in the midst of trials and in the midst of tribulations and in the midst of wants and in the midst of lack, I had rest. I had rest. There was a day we had a mock test. Because before the um, bar finals, school would um, do mock tests for us just to shake us up a bit and let us know where we are at the moment. Beloved of God, every mock test I did was a total failure. In fact, there was a particular mock test we did that the lecturer drew my zero for me and wrote, see me. I did not go and see Asha because <laughs> I cannot scan. It's not me that you will know my face and know that this guy that is going to do like this. Do you understand? It was that bad. So I got the script. I folded it. I knew it wasn't mine. In fact, a few weeks to our, to our exams too, we, we would have a presentation. They would have given us the, um, the exercise before we go home for our externships and when we come back would some sort of project defense you would say the things that you have written down in your booklets and just basically defend what you have now people that know me know that i stutter i'm sure that some of you that have been listening to me will notice that at times i say um and all that i stutter and my emmy process is me trying to gather my thoughts together so that i won't have to stammer because trust me, stammering is, oh my goodness, stressful. But we're not talking about stammering today, so. Now, when the, when I was asked to say something, I knew the answer. And one thing that's touching doors to you is the moment you start to stutter and the face of whoever you're speaking to starts to go like, what is she trying to say? It basically drains your self-esteem because here you are trying to gather your thoughts together and the person you're trying to speak with is giving you the what is he trying to say look trust me for people that stutter they know that your self-esteem will be dragging in the mud so i had to tell her i'm sorry man i stutter when i said that i was calmer and then i spoke in tongues in my spirit and i started when i was done she still had her things to say like have you been reading you are not prepared enough. In fact, with what you're saying now, if you go into the examination hall with these things you have said, ah, I don't know how you will pass. Them. 
I knew the report wasn't mine. So when I was done with the presentation, I went to my prayer field because people that went to Nigerian Law School, Lagos campus, there, there was this was this um, volleyball, basketball field that people usually just go there to pray. I went to, to that place, prayed a bit, and I went to buy fried rice to eat because I knew that whatever she said wasn't God's report. And see, my friend wrote a thread on Twitter days ago and it struck me. She said that people run with what God hasn't said. And that was the mistake that Adam and Eve made. They ran with what God did not see. And that's why we are here now. That was why there was a need for Jesus. Because people run with what God did not say. So I knew that God did not say what she just said. So I didn't run with it. She said I report. I, as he entered my 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 um right ear, he came out from my left ear because that wasn't what God said. That wasn't what God said. I had rest. And trust me, you can have that rest too. I was speaking about my broken mixer. Was it two weeks ago or last week? In the midst of that of that trial, I still had to deliver. I still had to reply text on WhatsApp chat saying I am not good. I'm not fine. Me, myself, that I'm offering you advice. At that point in my life, I wasn't fine. Because here was a hundred and something thousand year mixer basically broken. And there was work to do. But I had rest. Rest is not the absence of trials. If you are looking for a, a life where nothing will go shock you, you have not found though. Because in this Christian life, even for believing that there is a God, some people would some people will put mouth in your business your boss will not like you she, she she's just always after after church fellowship what's what's even she we that we don't go we are we are we sinners for basically believing god you would have people in your business and that at that point in time could be trials for you but good news is that you have rest now i was saying that i would compare two scenarios so that we can see what it means to rest and what it means to rest. Now, in the book of Jonah, everybody knows the Jonah story. How God told him to go to Nineveh. How he felt in his mind that, hey, it's not me that God is talking to. And he decided by himself and for himself to go to Tarnish and um, how everything unfolded. Now, Jonah chapter 1 verses 5 to 6 says this. We are going somewhere. It says, but Jonah had gone below deck. That was when the storm started to rage. The previous verses talked about how the storm started to rage. But verse 5 says, But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Verse 6, The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Please, hold this scenario in your left hand. Mm-hmm. Then, Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27, I would read. It says, Then he got into a boat and his disciples followed him. That is Jesus. Everybody knows that. Yeah? Verse 24 says, Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Remember that Jonah 2 in verse 5 fell into a deep sleep 
when there was a storm. Yeah? 25. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. Remember that in Jonah 2, the captain of the ship told him, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Now, going back to Matthew, verse 26 says, He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebooked the winds and waves, and it was completely calm. Ha! Glory to God. Now, there was a difference in how these two scenarios played out. They were similar. There was a storm in Jonah's um, time. There was a storm in Jesus' time. They were in boats. The two of them were in boats. The two of them fell asleep in the midst of the storm. <laughs> but do you know the difference in how the events played out was? One was thrown in the sea to calm the storm. And one used the words of his mouth to calm the storm. I don't know if you are getting what I am saying. Now, Jonah knew that the storm was for him. He knew that his disobedience had reached the storm. In fact, the people in the boat also knew because they had told them. And even though they struggled to calm the storm, they couldn't. And they just had to throw the disobedient person into the sea so that he and his God can go and sort themselves out. The Bible passage tells us about how they were like, Please, oh, don't, don't sacrifice us for his disobedience. We don't know about it. Please, let me use our recent words. Be calming down. <laughs> they were basically pleading for their lives because they knew that this storm wasn't playing. Now, Jonah was thrown into the sea and everything calmed down. Whereas, Jesus' word was thrown into the sea and everything calmed down. And this brings us to a place of obedience. Now, I wrote it here. Obedience takes your word as sacrifices and not your person. I will say that again. Obedience takes your word as sacrifices and not your person. Now, we know that they always say that obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, if Jonah had obeyed, if he had believed that where God has sent him, God had been. See, God would never send you to where he has never been. God would never do that. Because how can a supernatural God send a natural man to where he has not been supernaturally? It is not possible. So while Jonah was reasoning out God's instructions, and he was in his heart of heart, feeling like he was escaping from God's assignment, maybe he was feeling like, ah, those Nineveh people, they will not listen, no, ah, they are very stubborn. In his heart, he was reasoning out God's instruction. But when the storm raged, he himself knew that this was all about him. And so he was thrown into the sea because, see, in, in, um, there was, was it in physics that he said this? In every reaction, there's an opposite. Do you understand? Every reaction requires an opposite. 
life is cause and effect life is cause and effect whatever is imputed as an effect we talked about this was it in um, july that there was a need why we had to be born again because our natural statues could not comprehend this new nature of god so there had to be another kind of birth which is why we are being born again every action there's an equal and opposite reaction that's what physics says so everything that you do there is an effect there is a consequence now because jesus was basically acting in the capacity of god's instruction his word sufficed his word sufficed so when he said peace be still there was peace because he was walking in rest he was walking in instruction he was going to where god has been now mr jonah minister of running away affairs his word could not suffice he couldn't have told the storm peace be if he did not have that confidence in himself because he knew that to every action there is an there is an equal and opposite reaction he knew that this action of his would in turn birth a reaction physics students i'm sorry if i'm not saying it well please dears i left physics like how many years ago like nine years ago so i might be a little bit um rough when i say things so please forgive me i'm a lawyer now glory to god so as i was saying that was why there was a difference that was why jonah's words could not count but in the midst of the storm the two of them were sleeping now their ends were different one was thrown into the sea one threw his words into the sea now what would you rather do in your place of rest your results would you rather be thrown into it or throw your words into it now the choice is yours you could go the jonah's way or go the jesus way and trust me you better be going the jesus way because the fishes in this generation are very <laughs> inside joke inside joke but you get what i'm saying yeah god is the ultimate giver of rest he is the ultimate giver of rest and which is why after you have pursued something you tell yourself in your in your mind that ah after this i will even rest and remember after nigerian law school he felt like nothing mattered again after law school like this some of us are even saying that signboard we no go read newspaper we no go read <laughs> we're flaunting our experiences and we're basically saying that for a while we will not be doing anything it didn't take months before reality begin began to slap us because things needed to be done so it means that humanly speaking you cannot come to a place of rest because after you have done something there is a need to do another thing now i'm sure that if you are in your 20s your mid 20s your parents would already be saying things like ah when will you get married beloved of god after you get married before you know it they're already watching out for when would you give birth after you give birth 
there is a need for you to enroll your your kids in schools after your kids are in schools there is a need for you to do other stuff and then you begin to raise them begin to raise your family so even parents that were thinking that ah thank god my my baby of the house has got as has married they are not going to rest because before you know it they are on grandma duties grandpa duties mommy i'm coming to drop these babies with you there is no rest so humanly speaking you can never come into a place of rest rest in human form is is fleeting and when, when i mean it's fleeting it doesn't last it is temporary but a permanent and assured giver of ultimate rest is the person of the holy spirit after a task you will think that you would rest it is a trap because another thing would come up even money your boss would say a work in tolowo like the rich always want to get rich they always want to get richer rather which means that there is no amount of money that you have that would make you feel like oh i'm never doing anything again which is why rich people work twice as hard because nobody wants to be an old money or used to be rich person do you understand but there's a level of rest that does not have a qualification a level of rest that does not have higher rest or lower rest or middle rest or temporary rest that is permanent assured for life and that is the rest that we have in god the rest that when we call upon his name he would answer us when we say peace be still it would be still when our mates are struggling and are perturbed and are going through life and are hustling i was telling the people on my group chat was it two months ago that we don't hustle in this kingdom i have removed the word hustle from my dictionary because i noticed that the more you say that you are hustling the more you actually hustle i might be hard working i might be doing my thing i might be dedicated but i'm not hustling i'm doing what needs to be done that is not hustle because i work with grace and grace eradicates any form of hustle because if working hard was all that we needed we know people that we should be rich by now we know even amidst your peers you know that if it is by how much you have done you know that you wouldn't be, be at that position if it was by how much we read you know that that your results wouldn't have been been what you have now because it was basically god yeah do you understand where i'm going where i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm heading today God can give you rest. And that's why I will go back to Matthew 11 that says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I would give you rest. This is an open invitation to all God's children. Whether you have a physical burden on your mind or not, it could be a prayer hunger in your heart to, 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 to intercede for somebody. Like for a while now, I've been praying for people that are trying to conceive. And anytime my, my heart goes there, I just intercede for friends that I, I know that are TTCs. TTCs are people that are trying to conceive. Now, this is not personal to me, but I know that the word of God says that be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. And so it is a it is a supernatural occurrence for you to marry and give birth unless you do not want to. But if you want to have children, 
God is a giver of children. So I was praying in my own space, in my little way for them. Now, this is not a physical burden on me, but it is a burden on some extent because I need to pray for my friends because my friends' wins are my wins. My friends' happiness is my happiness. Do you understand? So what has been bothering you? What has been on your mind? Is it lack of money? Is it unemployment? Is it slow sales? Is it um, whatever? Whatever can be on your mind to weigh you down is, is tangible. Now, I would tell people, I would never discredit how you're feeling because if it could weigh you down, it matters to you. So we'll be doing a quick exercise today before we go and we'll be tapping into the rest that God has. You would be tapping into the rest that God has. If you have not been working in that rest, I want you to start as from today to claim your rest in the name of Jesus. I release unto you the ability to access God's rest even in the midst of storm so that you can throw your words into the storm and not yourself. So that you can say peace be still. So that you can walk in instructions and walk under obedience in the name of Jesus. As from today, you will be at rest. Nothing would shake you. Nothing would move you. In the name of Jesus, you are at rest. Is on all sides. Is on all sides. In the name of Jesus, the Lord would calm you down. The Lord would calm you down. In the name of Jesus, you are never perturbed. You are never struggling. You are never hustling. In your spirit, man, you are calm. In your mind, you are calm. In your physical mind, you are calm. In the name of Jesus, I call you a rested person. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. Thank you for listening to me today. I love you so much. See you next week. Bye.